and welcome to Dungeoneered, a podcast dedicated to discussing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Josh, are you happy with me that I didn't do the You were all weird? excited, yeah. I didn't I didn't do it weird because you don't like it when I do it weird. Uh, yeah, so. it's fine if you do it weird. I just like to know. Nope. That nope. You're gonna get normal Aaron from here on out. Uh but uh let's do this, because I didn't say that. But now we're ready to go. Um I thought lukewarm open this week. I thought lukewarm open this week. We should do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That's all that's all I'm gonna get is mm-hmm. Not like, oh, what is that? Oh, well, like, I need excitement. a little more context before I carry the conversation on. Well, okay. Well, you know, I just wanted a little bit of give here. <laughs> wow, Aaron, you want to try switching right, things up? That's amazing. What do you plan on doing? I'm so shocked and well, surprised. Nice. Well, thank you, Josh, for that extra enthusiasm this You're week. You're welcome. Wow, I appreciate it. I can't deal with this. <laughs> anyway, is that is that so? You, so what I was thinking, you got to be boring, and I got to be super more... interested in everything you say. What was that? So you got to be boring, and I have to be interested in everything you say. Absolutely, that's I mean, how this. That's how our works. new pod. <laughs> that's how we're editing each other. Yes, you're the boring one. I am. Well, no, no, I'm the boring one now, and you're the excited, excited one. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> Yep, you just have to be over the top excited about everything, like always. You know, you got to dance. I don't see you dancing in your room either. So I'm always dancing in my room, dude. Do you actually dance in your room? Uh, I I I don't picture you as a dancing type. I like dancing. I'm not good at it. Oh, um, don't you do the like thingy, the dance dance oh, revolution I, or whatever? Yes, it's like DDR, but it's called Pump, and it's way better. Uh, it's called Pump It Up, and it's amazing. And yes, I do do that dancing, and I am that's dancing, moderately right? okay at that. That's dancing, <laughs> right? Shouldn't you be okay? What was Just that? Get on the dance floor and do some pump moves. <laughs> I uh, the only dance floor I've actually like danced on. I don't. I don't consider any sort of high school dances actual dancing. Um, Wait, why not? It, it was. It was. Did you go to high school dances? A few. Wow, you beat me. I didn't go to any. I got. I got uh, asked to. I was like three or four proms. One of them I was got my asked own. you a few uh, stuff, and I just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. So the only dance floor I've actually like that I actually have gone on is for there's a uh, private club um, in the state that we live in, um, and it's a goth industrial club, and it's amazing. And, yeah, you told me about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I go, I go, <laughs> my buddy, he's actually the one who got me into both the dance game pump it up and then he's like hey i also go to this club i was friends with him when i was like 18 and he was like older at the time so he's like hey when you're 21 you can finally start going to this club with me and so we've we <laughs> waited those years and then a goth industrial club it's so good what the dude. heck is that it's so it's so great it's so i don't know like are we talking like goth as in like wear black goth or are we talking on. about like goth as in like Visigoth. What was the second option there? Visigoth. What does that mean? <laughs> like uh, people who attack Romans. Oh, like <laughs> the Gothic goths. people, historical <laughs> Gothic, the Gothic people. No, it's yeah. <laughs> it's not the you have to piece. The that historical would be so people great for a club. Though, they... Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> for those people who didn't know, Goth was not originally. 
what we think of it as today, it was actually a group of people that <laughs> is actually where the you show up in like armor and dance on the dance floor. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's actually really interesting if you look up like okay, there was a video that was super viral back in the day. Um it was uh it was these a bunch of goths dancing under a bridge. What? <laughs> this video, it was super popular. I'm sure. Wait, I may I, have seen this. I'm sure so many people are like, oh, I know what he's talking about now that I've said that. Um, but this video, the way that they dance in that video, everybody's always made fun of. That's ex- that is industrial dancing. That is what it, the dancing that goes on at this club. Huh. And I'm assuming there's drinks and stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody like dress up as. Vampires? I mean, it's not really pretty cool. dancing up. It's that's just how most of those people like to dress. Um, I am not ah. really. I don't dress a hundred percent that way. I mean, I so do it's like have not like, like a fake goth shirt, it's like... and like I do dress more goth than I normally would for the goth club. So it's not like a fake goth club, but it's like real goths. Actually oh yeah, go. this is this is, yes, yes. This is a very like it's a, it's a membership only club. Like you have it's to. It's not be a like for the goths go. who were goths in high school for a few years and then they were done. Well, so that's the thing. <laughs> there, thing. there are people like that who come there, but the, got literally okay. This is one of the only clubs I know of where people in their fifties and sixties that are goth still want to go to. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. This <laughs> hey, grandma on the dance floor. Yeah, no, not even grandmas. Like they're just. I mean, if you, they're just people who are into. They're GGs, the goth, goth grandmas. <laughs> They're into the goth culture and into the goth like clothes and outfits and all this stuff, and so they, it is a community. Like it, it, there's like the goth that you're like in high school or emo that you're in high school and you're like, oh, you just dress this way, but you don't like know anybody else who's that way. Or there's like a few people in your high school that are that way. When you become an adult, like there is a huge group of people who were goth and all that in high school, but like. They were that because they want. They liked. They, there was. It was just something about it that drew them in, and there's a bunch of like-minded people, and so it's kind of become this community, and it's really interesting. And it's like I will go there, and my buddy will know like half or more of the people there because they're just. It's it's a community, and it's awesome. Yeah, you guys have made like a whole entire community and group there of goth people. I know like goth goth people set, tend to like form those kind of tight-knit communities though yeah and it's great i i it's so good i i would suggest to anybody right, well find your group i mean okay that was not supposed to be my lukewarm open but it's already eight minutes so mm-hmm. i'm thinking now how would you put any kind of gothic nightclub in your D game because <laughs> that was not supposed to be my lukewarm open at well, all but here we are so i would do um extra planar ah uh, yeah so on a that's probably foggy... how i go to foggy creepy night while the party is sleeping or traveling through some sort of uh, creepy area they come across a portal and through the portal is this kind of i i think the people there will almost seem like they're vampires or these other things that are generally considered goth quotation marks but they're not actually like they're they're just people that enjoy that kind of aesthetic and so it'd be really funny that they're like, oh, no, everybody hears vampires or something. And they're they're not. They're just, yeah, but they're not. They just enjoy that aesthetic. Every time I think oh, that, a- that person's a werewolf and that and they're no, nope. they're just they just enjoy the aesthetic. Yeah. Every time I think of a club, I always think of um, 
and I guess I don't know if this actually fits the definition, but like uh, the tavern in Mos Eisley for Star Wars. I love that mm. vibe. That's like my favorite club type vibe where it's like of so many different races and different people and different things that like you walk in and it's just like, oh my gosh, where are we going? What are we doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's how, I mean, I'd probably run it like that for like so many different races and different people, but flavor it like goth. Yeah. You have like a goth giant who's got like makeup around like emo eyes like <laughs> yeah <sighs> that'd be so fun uh, there's definitely got to be a nothic in the corner how would you even make a nothic goth a gothic nothic they're they're <laughs> already gothic enough you don't need to touch them they just they're just here <laughs> it's just a nothic it's like dude where's your costume <laughs> this is me <laughs> but yes I, I wonder how uh players would take that how would you take I mean, that as a player? I, I would, would it would do? need to be the correct campaign for it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think, you, I, think you could, I think you could play it in many ways that would actually allow it to play in many different realms or versions of D&D. Um, but I oh, think you could it do works like, easiest in like a silly campaign. You could, I mean, you could do like, if we're playing off the vampire theme, you could do like, they're all vampire spawns controlled by a vampire. And well, do like so, okay, a... if we're gonna do that, if we're gonna if we're gonna go vampire spawns controlled by a vampire, uh, be, I would literally have who are, like if anybody wants to actually run something like this, where it's like a um, a kind of a, a club that is the kind of um, center of power for a powerful vampire. I would literally look at Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, that the yeah. first game. Um, in that game, uh, there is uh one of these goth clubs run by uh, this she's uh, what's called a Malkavian which is a vampire that is crazy it's the easiest way to describe it um, but it's just it's really interesting the way like some of the people who are in the club know that vampires run it others don't and you kind of have to like play the line of like and may maybe that's the whole thing maybe they have to figure out first off what's going on Two, well, yeah. Which ones are vampires without letting the like people who know that and are are okay with vampires, without letting them know that they're hunting vampires? Do you know? Yeah, I mean, I, like I think that'd be super interesting. Do you know if there's like an idea? There's if there's anything like that in D and D where it's like a uh, vampires like running a I don't want to say club, but a club because that's where we're going. But like a club and like he uses it to like attra attract like people he can eat and feast on um don't know if it's fully like that i believe i believe I, i've read something about some vampires that own taverns but i don't i couldn't recall the that exact would be a crazy that'd be actually kind of a fun idea to have like a a tavern that's run by a vampire but yeah he uses his tavern as like a way to get food essentially mm -hmm. i mean that'd be super interesting yeah I mean, I don't know how he would do that. He'd be able to do that without getting in trouble, like get caught. But I'm sure you could figure figure something out. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to jump into the topic. Man, I didn't even get to do my actual lukewarm open. Hey, you got you get to God save it for it. next week. Yeah, You're it was going to be so difficult week. and strange. But okay, we're going next week then. I mean, feel free to cut me off next time if I'm just rambling about madness. We're both super tired. <laughs> nope. We stayed up till like... No, nope, we're sticking with it, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, we, we started talking about a goth nightclub, and here we are. <laughs> but sorry to the listener if this is not the most interesting episode, as we both... Um, you went to bed at 
three, and I went to bed at two last night. And I, I no, I so left Chris's at three. I went to bed at four. Ah, and I woke up at seven thirty. Yeah, I also had to wake up at seven. Yeah, this was yeah. We're both tired. Um, <laughs> but we're doing this, and we got it. Um, so this week we are talking about a race from Star Trek. Um, and I'm gonna start off with okay. So two weeks ago, when we released the episode two, the two episodes ago, uh, I don't even remember it. Aaron let the bomb drop, and I he did? dropped the bomb saying that he never watched Star Trek, which heresy. Oh, that's because it's dumb. Utter heresy. Um, <laughs> Star Wars better than Star Trek. Change my mind. That's pretty easy. Let's watch some, and you'll immediately change your mind. No, I, I honestly don't care if one is better than the other i think they fit two different niches and i love both of the niches no, i mean to be honest i think one is vastly superior and i haven't even watched the one that i think is vastly superior oh you think star trek is superior? <laughs> it's great yeah we should definitely watch at least, we should do some sort of like a um uh binge watch or something together just so you can i'd be down to engage do that. with one of I've the never, series because all of the, i love it. i love every one of this series i'm not 100 percent a fan of this newest one i haven't watched it all the way um but the old ones i love um and actually one of my favorite characters who we're going to talk about their species hopefully next week um uh matt colville actually mentioned them for the very reason that uh, one of the reasons why i love them is that they're one of the uh, they're written as the most neutral character i have ever seen like if you if you're looking for an example of somebody who is true neutral, it is this dude, and he is so amazing, and I love him. Uh, but we'll get into him and his war crimes next week. Um, Did you say him and his war crimes? I may have said him and his war crimes. So how is that even neutral? As war I was crimes? researching this topic of the Ferengi, I was reminded of everything terrible about these this race. Uh, they're a very problematic species, and often it was played as a joke. Uh, showing just how horrible, misogynistic, and opportunistic this group really could be. Uh, I remember through, you telling me a little bit about these dudes. Yeah, through the last course... Last week when we were supposed to actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> through the course of, I believe it was Deep Space Nine, a group began working on fixing this misogyny, uh, but in a very Ferengi way. Um, uh, but as I joked last week, the Ferengi are a race of Star Trek that is all about profit. Sorry, not last week. I have to change some of my writing. I wrote oh, my writing. Yeah, your notes was... are old. Yeah, your notes are <laughs> as old. As I joked about two episodes ago, the Ferengi are You've race been caught red-handed, Josh. <laughs> you haven't changed your notes since last I week, I not. see. I didn't. That is all about profit. They live by guidelines called the rules of acquisition. which di- And like last week we discussed, those rules are... <laughs> which dictate many interactions for a Ferengi and all the goals of acquisition or gaining more money called Latinum. Now, the Ferengi were, this is kind of the reason why they are written so horribly. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're written with all of this horrible misogyny and just uh, horribly, like, they're very bad business practices and all that. They were written that way because they were originally created as antagonists for... Um, the creator looked at the antagonists of the original series, the Klingons, and the Klingons were allegories for the issues with the U.S. and the USSR during the Cold War. So the creator of the Ferengi wanted to create a similar antagonist for the series Star Trek The Next Generation by looking at his current well, I, era. 
what are the Klingons again? I know they're famous, but I don't really know uh, anything Klingons about them. Klingons are a war, a war, warring race. Um, they just fight. Yeah, their whole thing is uh, honor and death, and the whole. I didn't do research on the Klingons, Aaron. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a race in Star Trek that's like a little puffball? Well, the little puffballs are is not there? like really a. They're a creature. They're called. Um, the little puffballs are called. They're hilarious. I just remember they were funny. Well, so what I don't happens is, about them, is they they're literally like they're meant to breed. They're literally born with a baby inside of them already. Like they're born pregnant. They what? are meant to have baby Huck. after baby after baby. That's the whole point of it is that they're filling up the spaceship. They're they're becoming That's too many. That's a fun D and D thing too. Holy cow! Like having goblins who are born with babies inside them already. Ah, it's a creepy way of looking at it. Um. It is, but it'd be still fun. But although that sounded strange too, though, it does. You, <laughs> Anyways, you want continue. you want your your goblins born pregnant. That's what you've said, Aaron. That is uh, your official yeah, that stance. That's exactly what I said. That's uh, that's not how it meant to be, but that's what we're right here now. But so we're talking about the Frankie. Uh, so they're originally created as these antagonists. So there were they. Um, the creator looked at his his the era around him, which was the 1980s, and and was like, "What are we like? What's a good antagonist that kind of shows how the world is thinking currently?" And he saw the society taking a look at the financial sector as antagonists, and so he created his society as these untrustworthy businessmen who wanted everything to be theirs. So when we go through their society and everything, um, everything seems like the epitome of evil. Because they were meant to be these straw men villain that were uh, just supposed to be this horrible, horrible group. Um, and you and you said who did, who did they base it off of? Like what real life group? Or the, well, no, so they like based it off of the financial se- the financial sector. So they were looking at like Wall Street and stuff, like the the society was, and beginning to see them as enemies or evil people. And so he's like, hey, let's play on this and let's create this race that is business, business, business. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, originally I thought straw men villains were terrible because no one is like that in real life. And it's ridiculous, I thought. And I like my D&D reflecting life. And I love the moral gray and exploring that. But I realize with my current group, specifically, certain players within that group are not interested in that. Heroes, and, heroes. Yeah, and that's okay. D&D is, ex- is accepting of everyone, and uh, everyone comes to it for their own reasons. Some players just want to be the hero. They love playing that hero fantasy. And what is required for that is an obvious villain. Someone that is beyond the scale of what is moral. Uh, and in that same way, they created the Ferengi. The Ferengi are shorter than humans. They have orange-brown colored skin, blue toe and fingernails, larger skulls, wrinkled noses, and sharp teeth. But most noticeably is their large ears, which give them extremely good hearing, allowing them to understand a lot just from the sound of a person. The Ferengi are very different from us internally with higher blood pressures and stronger immune system, but all of these details that I could really go (laughs) way too far into detail about are really unimportant for the task that we have today. Interestingly, though, I do want to point out that the Frangi consist mostly off eating bugs and other invertebrate. Uh, now let's talk about the Frangi culture. 
So I kind of talked about this on last week. On oh man, no, this uh, ah, this right up again. Two weeks ago, two episodes ago, there you go. We talked about this, but the Ferengi culture is led by a philosophy called the rules of acquisition. This is 285 rules to live by for the Ferengi. Most of these rules are terrible. And when I was writing 285 this, 285 rules. Yes. And when I was writing this, is that like a, I can just imagine a Frangie writing a 255 rules for life book or something. That's pretty much what it was. And then it became like religion. Oh, no. uh, when I was writing this, I used a random number generator to pick a random starting number and wrote down the next five. How rules long ago going were you writing this? Like that. a week ago? Two weeks ago. Uh, and from that, <laughs> and I will, I will read those out. And you will hear what a random selection of these rules are like. So uh, the flimsier the product, the higher the price. Next is never let the competition know what you're thinking. Third is learn the customer's weakness so that you can better take advantage of this. <laughs> it's so good, though. <laughs> Next is it ain't over till it's over. And the last one I got was vengeance will cost you everything. So vengeance even though, will cost you everything. Yeah. So it's like don't don't be vengeful. I mean that just go for profit. That was not too bad. The, no, it's not too right? bad. Oh. So that's the thing. Like there, not everything in it is horrible, but all of it kind of has this. I'm assuming it's all yeah. For I'm the assuming goal it's like don't profit, go for vengeance. Profit, profit. Go for profit. <laughs> Pretty much. Like <laughs> what they mean when they say vengeance will cost you everything is saying vengeance is worth too much money. Don't spend it there. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Despite their <laughs> exploitative ideologies, they have a pretty clean record morally in their world history. They have a distinct lack of slavery, genocide, or any other horrible atrocity that we would think of. Because of this, they actually feel like they have a moral high ground above other species in Star Trek. Now, they claim this while having this an absolutely atrocious misogynistic ideals in their society. There is, uh, incre this is incredibly prevalent, this misogyny, from the rules, in the rules of acquisition, like rule 94, females and finance don't mix. <laughs> if this idea, so oh, it's horrible, it's horrible. If this idea is well, built so, into I mean, their culture. What do they culture, even mean by that? <laughs> yeah, if this idea is built into their culture on such a basic level in this rules, the societal code of conduct, it has repercussions because of this. Just think about it. If a society values one thing as the most important, but restricts certain members from that society from engaging in those activities, then those people will never be able to advance themselves in that society. Well, yeah, they're not. They're less than the societal standard. Yeah, they're not able to engage in the societal standard and gain that. Now, if you really want to read yeah, up on all the specific... Even. They're less than human, essentially. Yeah. Now, if you really want to read up on all the specific rules of Ferengi misogyny, you can... Uh, but Check it's out their just book gross. At the library. It's just gross, and there are uh, they're a fictional group, and that is purposely purposely written to be bad. So I don't think we need to go over one by one all their horribleness here. Did they actually write all of them out and like stuff about it? All two eighty five for yeah. the rules of acquisition. Uh, most of them, yeah. They didn't say them <sighs> in the show, but so so one of the things that Ferengi do in the show, specifically in Deep Space Nine, uh. I didn't really watch much of Next Generation. I, I tried to watch it a few years ago, but I just, I don't know. Um, okay, how many Star Treks are there? Like a billion? Six or seven shows. Jeez, it's still that popular, still going on? Yeah, and there's still, there's one currently going on. Yeah, Star Trek, um, I forget what it's called. Um, 
But yeah, the one that I liked because it, it was on Earth. as I was a child. And so I actually got to watch Star Trek. Me and my family would literally sit there on the night that it would show up, uh, that it would be out, and we'd watch it on TV. Um, was uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which is like, it was set in the past. It was like the very first spaceship out, like once they gained kind of high, good first technology. Voyagers. But it was really good and really fun. Um, but so. Star Trek The Last Frontier. Star now, Trek Into Space. Now, as I said, uh, previously, most of these cultural beliefs were built for the Star Trek Next Generation, where they were a fictional Star group Trek, that Space it, uh, Wars. I could keep going. <laughs> yeah, where they were villains. But after that, the show, uh, they began to grow them, wanting them to become uh, more than just villains. They wanted them to have a place in the space politics of the show. So they began to make changes in them to make some of them main characters and not these horrible villains like they had previously. The main series I remember this from is Deep Space Nine, which is set on a space station positioned near a weird phenomenon to research it. On this station, there are many different shops and amenities. One of these amenities is a bar run by a Ferengi called Quark. And throughout the show, following the rules of acquisition, he makes a lot of trouble here and there, but he has a family, and it's really interesting to see how they interact with others and each other. Continually throughout the show, he tricks and makes bad deals against his own brother. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, so during the show of Deep Space Nine, which, let, let's be honest, was made at a very different time, and while it tried to do some things to kind of change the Ferengi and make them not this misogynistic, uh, it did put forth the steps to do that. As I researched it, though, it it was grossly weird and questionable in the ways that they did it. Um, the overall premise Yikes. is good, <laughs> that they're trying to change... Um, the Ferengi, but they're they're they and and they're the way that they did it was actually interesting. It would actually work in a society if you wanted to try to change them. So in, in something that's so internal in their society, they actually went for something that's more important in their society, making a profit. What, and they so what began. They do, to, what, what would they do then? How'd they make it less misogynistic? Well, so what they they did was they try they they tried to cons convince the the the. the I was going to go into the rule, the government and all that later, but the Ferengi are ruled by a, a grand Nagus, and they're like the leader, but they're not the only ones in charge. There are these like business groups that are also very important and must all kind of... I, the grand Nagus can be voted out of position, pretty much. So the grand Nagus can't, can't be the only one convinced, so you have to convince other people. So they were trying to convince these businesses, hey, okay, so first off, Ferengi women can't wear clothes. That's just the horrible. Yeah, it's real bad, dude. It's it's the worst of the like terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> but so they're trying to convince them. Hey, I mean, I think we all know the answer. If they could have clothes, they'll they'll have pockets, and they'll want to fill those pockets with something. And they're like, "What does every Ferengi want in their pockets? And latinum, the money." And they're like, "If they have money, then they're gonna buy your products." But if they're buying your products... Wait, so the reason that they can't wear clothes is that they can't have pockets to hold money? No, no. They no, they just can't. They're not allowed to because they're... Got it. It's horrible. I like, Dude, I don't want to go into... The, I don't want to talk about this too much more. But no, so they try to convince nope, move them... Move on. <laughs> it's, it's a slow progression. So first, let them wear clothes. Then they'll want money. Then once they want money, they'll spend that money. Then they'll also want to make money. So then they'll become workers for you. 
and like it's slowly trying to convince them hey it's better it's more profitable to allow them to become functioning members of society it's more profitable to it's, allow them to wear clothes literally it's it's <laughs> yes and that is where they had to go but the, the thing that was most questionable about it was there's like gender reassignment surgery like it's whole it's weird the way that they went and said let's try to fix this by having a man do it wait <sighs> so so instead of they, so they were supposed to be this girl but because... then she gets sick or something like that and then the quark so like believe... they were forced to reassign their gender or something like that no the he uh, so I believe it was Quark, the main character, the one of the characters from the show. Um, and he was the person who was supposed to, because they were, they, they needed to have a woman meet one of these business people and be like, Hey, look, they're intelligent. Just like the men. Like, why are we, why are we acting like they're lesser? They're not. And so, but the person who was supposed to got sick or something. And so they had to like have someone pretend to be a female to, to convince this it's just person. so weird let's yeah, make our society less oh no, it's literally it's literally like the worst way to do it it's very uncouth so and weird. terrible but so uh uh gotta look so, back through your notes that you're yeah i gotta ago. find where, I, where i'm at now so <laughs> as i researched it it seemed everything in the ferengi life was a business contract from marriage Wait, quick question you said as i researched this when did you research this again from marriage, which uh, for them only lasts about five years, <laughs> to entering yeah, another house, going. which has an admissions fee and a waiver saying if something goes missing, they will be blamed for it. And you even as a greeting to allowing someone in your house say, my house is my house, to which they have to reply, as are its contents. Wait, say that again? What? So, everything in their life is a business contract, from marriage, which only lasts five years and is a business deal between the dude and their and the father, to entering <laughs> someone's no. house. So, entering someone's house in this world, you have to pay an admissions fee and a wa- sign a waiver saying that if anything goes missing, they will be blamed for it. Now, to cap all this off, you even greet... you When you greet the person... And allow someone into your house, you will say, my house is my house. And the guest must answer in kind saying, as are its contents. Well, wow. Yeah. That's, in- that's interesting. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> These people are wild, dude. Yeah, they're, it's very weird. Um, so I think I'm going to skip what else I have uh, and just talk about... Um, this last part. So I'm almost done, uh, but the wiki I was reading had an amazing tidbit. I have to say, and this is a direct quote, uh, but a few things to know before I say the quote. Uh, Gene Roddenberry is the creator of Star Trek, the original, and worked on a bunch of the others as creators slash producers while he was alive. He did all that. And Herb Wright was a writer and producer for the show that actually created the Ferengi. He's actually called the father of the Ferengi. Now, this is the quote. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> well, no. So he was creating him as a villain. That was his whole thing. So they had to be the worst ah. of the worst. So this is the, this is the quote. One influence on the Ferengi was what Herb Wright described as Gene Roddenberry's sex fetish. In early first season, discussions between them about developing the Ferengi, Roddenberry let Wright know it was his intention to make the species well-endowed. 
He wanted to put a gigantic oh, codpiece on the Ferengi, Wright stated. He spent 25 minutes explaining to me all the sexual positions the Ferengi could go through. I finally said, Gene, this is a family show on at 7 on Saturday. He finally, he finally said, okay, you're right. With Roddenberry's approval, the development of the new species got underway. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? I just the Ferengi. What? He that is these, so. He wanted to have them with like giant cod pieces and like just absolute ridiculousness. And the dude's like, dude, this is a family show. What are you talking about? That's so oh, weird. Man. But dude, just imagine being in a business meeting and your boss talking to you for 25 minutes about, yeah, and you're like, I... This I'm trying is, to put them I, into hey, his hey, TV show. Hey, we run a dog shelter? What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we have to t- create a villainous species that's over the top and crazy. Yeah, let's create an overly villainous, like, evil race. All right. So what do we want? Okay. So we have to think of something why what what like what what do they do that makes them evil we gotta and then base their culture around that okay um so i would prefer it to be a stereotype i prefer it to be the world thinks they're evil they aren't all evil yeah but i kind of want to make like an evil evil group okay you know okay you can we can do an evil 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 group if that is what you wish and then later we can create like someone who breaks that mold or something yeah because i don't know maybe even a pc yeah yeah exactly no okay so what does this group do that's so evil like what do, what do we what do we want what do we want to go with slavery i think I, the, only, the only thing that i want to avoid is like sacrifice human sacrifice i think i want to avoid that because yeah like, i don't i don't i don't think we need to go there but i think i think slavery and like specifically like taking other nations people like they send out raiding parties, hmm. pretty much. They go full Viking on hmm. these people and just take their lands. They not even take their lands; they just take their people. Maybe okay. Maybe their lands are like incredibly like rich with something, some sort of material or mineral or whatever, and they just need more people to work it. And so they don't even want more land because their land is incredibly valuable. They just don't have enough people to get the money out of it, get everything they can out of it. Where this is going. I hmm. There's a part of me that kind of wants to do like instead of like slavery, I kind of want them to like. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say like they have this weird. I don't know why this would be the case though. Is my problem like they have a weird like a they're almost like a pirate burned, but they leave the people alive. Like they that they just destroy everything else that they have. But I don't know why that would even be like a cultural. Yeah. Um. You can just be like, well, our race is the best race, so we take other races and use them for our purposes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's our. Uh, so okay, unique. we could we could play What's them. Something unique. They could be like in some sort of like desolation or um some sort of area where they can't really like they don't have the resources they okay. need, but they have plenty okay. of people. If you want to play what it if we that did? way. Okay, what if we, okay, someone along this lines, but what if we did, they're like a subset to a culture, and their beliefs are, they don't make or produce anything, they only steal. Why, though? I don't know. 
but I think that'd be so weird and interesting. Like a group of people who only steal. Boy, that'd be that'd be some serious. There'd be some serious issues though if you were like in a subset nation. Like they'd just kill you probably. Yeah, and probably just any like other nation would be like, "What do you group. know? What? Kill them." Yeah. Yeah, they'd probably just like rest you for unless you, unless they were like in some sort of like hidden hideout or something. Like they they were all like some of them have like capabilities to like transform into different people and they pull off like elaborate heists and s- s- steal stuff all the time. But that'd mm-hmm. just be a criminal organization at that point, not a cultural group. Yeah. Hey, who says a criminal group can't be a cultural group as well? Well, it absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely can. The culture but, of criminals. Yeah, at that point, we might as well just make a criminal organization, you know? Yeah, I mean, a culture, of crim- a culture of criminals is always really fun, though. But I always find that hard to justify. Like the classic, like, pirate island? Yeah, I find it hard to be, like... I have a great justification uh, that I think isn't like, used I, enough. I always, I always hate having, like, like, yeah, a lot of people race might be something, but... I always have a hard time fully associating because, like, even, like, there are cultural groups that we think of in one way today, but there are plenty of different ways, like, uh, that, that like, those people were not that. But just because of the stereotype and, like, what most of the stories we hear are about them being this one thing. Yeah, how I did it in my world, they were wronged heavily by the group that uh like falsely imprisoned them and then exiled them and so they vowed to uh essentially get revenge and this only this culture just constantly raided and pillaged it because they were falsely imprisoned and exiled on purpose because of their cultural identity and so they turned that into like a essentially their leader like essentially convinced them that they live for ruining this other culture's life so that they can regain control of that culture that's an interesting uh, belief for sure. After they like wrongly imprisoned and threw us out of the culture. And so the only way we can do that stuff and trying to essentially impose their will on everyone around them. Interesting. Yeah, it was actually really fun. They were like a huge bandit group called the Burning Brand. And they all had exile marks from... Um, they, they put the exile mark on you anyways, even if you were never exiled from the uh, country. Yeah, just kind of as a symbol of unity with the group. So they would, like, purposely brand their children and stuff like that. But they were very crazy. <laughs> uh, or are they the most sane out of all of us? True, true. You're right, you're right. Okay, let's pick something. we got to pick something and go with it, you know? Do we want to just go with slavery because it's easy? Uh, okay, so, okay. I don't really get what the other idea was. Um, So it's I, uh, the idea Cannibalism. Hear, Bam. There's another no, one. The ideas that I hear are... That's too close to, to um, sacrifice to me. Um, True. Well, yeah. I would say the two choices are either it is they do slavery or they rob for items. Like, so they take all the items and they leave the people. Okay. Now I'm now I'm interested in doing cannibalism. Because <laughs> now I'm just picturing like a group of indiv- like a culture who kind of does this like s- slavery type thing where they go and they like take groups and they literally make like farms of humans that like live in barns okay. and okay they like okay. we'll do cannibalism and, but I like, want it to be a them. young group I want I mean okay so it could have they could be doing it for thousands of years what I mean by a young group is that the age of the people that are in this group is quite young. Because oh, this reminds me of that anime that I just watched. Because there is a thing when you eat other humans, 
especially if you eat the brain, which I think I would definitely want this group to do, where um, it's called mad cow disease. It's called mad cow disease, and it's what the cows got when they ate other cows. They literally began to pretty much go feral, and it happens to humans too, and it's really bad for you to like consume human brains as a human. And so I want there to be some sort of thing like um, they call it like being lost. And so the older generation, at some point, they just quotation marks get lost. And that's that's no, no, like okay. the older generation. No, does I like not this exist because they go mad. I like this. But what if we turned it on its head and we did? It's an enlightenment thing where you get to a certain age or maturity within this culture you eat the brains to that and to them that is like the ideal form of what they should strive to be mm-hmm. and so, so they like they have a council of elders go... who are all mad okay um that's so messed up <laughs> we just take everything and just go 20 times darker than it needs to be you know <laughs> we can never just yeah. make a fun group you know no nope, <laughs> nothing nothing can be nice we can't have anything nice aaron Ooh, let's think of a cultural identity for someone. Oh, I know. Cannibalism. Mmm. Hey, you're the one who went cannibalism, <laughs> not me. It's true. But yeah, I just was thinking like a group who, like, instead of livestock, they literally raised humans. Mm-hmm. That'd be so creepy, though. And the, okay, I mean, here's a question. If a group actually did that, the humans that they raised, would they be more like animals? Oh, they did. They wouldn't teach them anything. They wouldn't. Yeah, like they were teaching how to. How creepy are you going with this? I don't know, but I, that's just where I where, where I thought of. It's just where I, my brain went. Like they would be. Oh my gosh, dude, that that's so creepy. I mean, they. I mean, oh. humans still have like their basic thought capacity and unless like, unless they're doing like, something to magical to turn them fully into like animals. Wait. I just thought of something Wait. weird that might make them not as creepy, but also just as creepy. They have powerful spellcasters. I thought of something that probably makes them creepier, but you go first. They have powerful spellcasters that actually end up polymorphing animals okay, that's into people. Up. And then they fan okay, them up as people really weird. to eat them. <laughs> I know it's super weird, and I'm like, why did it... Okay. I was thinking... But so... Because I, then it would it would it would make sense that they would have this um, stupidity, this animalistic See, I was thinking, nature to okay, them. This is so messed up. I don't even know where my brain goes. But I I was thinking that we play off the madness by eating human brains, and what they feed them is like human brain slop, so that they go mad. So they eat all the human. They eat they eat humans. Wait, they feed they eat humans human except for slop? the brain, and they feed the humans that, that they eat the brains to make them mad so that they're not as human that's so messed up <laughs> Gosh. Uh. like they turn human brains into like a pig slop and they just like put it in a big trough and all the humans come eat it that they're raising as cattle essentially and it makes them go mad it's so messed up dude it's so dark i don't even know man okay okay say that again say okay. that again sorry so they raise humans to eat them uh-huh okay when they, got, well, how do they when make they the humans go the mad? Humans, What's the... They remove the brain and turn it into some sort of like feed, and they feed that feed mm-hmm. to the humans they raise. Okay, to make so them they go don't mad. eat the brain. The other, you know, the other, the human 
test subjects yes, eat the brain. so that they go mad and they don't have okay. their faculties and senses. That's horrible, Aaron. That's absolutely atrocious. I know. It is. I know. I don't even know where I'm going. Gosh, dang it. Um, so, stealing it is. <laughs> they steal stuff. <laughs> no, no, we're going with it. You, we've, we are stuck on a path, Aaron. <laughs> cannibalism oh, is no. it uh, now they they uh, give like their people <laughs> kuru which is the disease is a very rare incurable and fatal neurogenic disorder that was uh formerly common among the foray people of papua new guinea it is did they eat people i'm assuming yeah, that is how they did it that's how they got it um but so what it was is it was actually a a sign of respect so when your family member died you would eat the brain as um it's like kind of like a funeral rite type thing. Yeah, I mean, all right. Well, that, well that's what pop, people in Papua New Guinea did, and so um, yeah, and so, but it literally gave them. It's pretty much the same thing as mad cow disease. It's this transmissible spongiform encephalopathy, philopathy, philopathy. Yeah, um, and okay, and then if I even go further on this. It, they they only eat the humans after they've died from this disease. That's how they like capture them. And that's how they take them away. So do you think it's like a like they let them live? So they just only up. give them this food? Well, okay. What if we, I mean we could go super messed up and do like they just live normally in society? Like they have a, an entire society that they just can't escape. Like they don't know, mm-hmm. and they're just they only get fed this stuff, and then when they die, their people just disappear. This is a horrible group. I hate this group. (laughs) It's terrible. But so this group, okay, let's have it be. So they they blend up this brain and they feed it to these people to make them go mad, as you said. Um, Oh no! But so that's what they do do to their to their 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 food. Um, Now with the food, I think I. I I would I be think, less I weird think it's, if we made them like demons or something and not I th- humans. No, they can't. They have to be humans. It has to be like horrible. Oh, no. Um, no. But so what I think I I would like. Okay, I know it's I, I I'm looking for something that's more horrifying because I want it to be. These people are supposed to be the worst. Oh, you want of it to be worst. even worse than it already well, no, is. So what I want oh, is gosh, I want long. Josh. I want long. I want like our food industry, like the horrible food industry. In America, I want, I mean, not all, I know not all of them are like this, but I want long warehouses with cages stacked on cages of humans. That's where my initial thought of was. Of humans <laughs> yeah. with like their heads stuck outside of the cages and they're just fed this brain slop. Yep, that's where I was absolutely thinking. Absolutely horrible oh and gosh. absolutely terrible. Um, okay, so I, I am imagining these people are it's on an so island. Bad. Because they have to be somewhere that that they haven't either been discovered or like there has to be something can like some reason why they haven't been taken out yet. Yeah, I mean, unless it's just a big front, like they don't actually people don't actually know that they're doing this. Oh, okay, yeah, but I think I think I think think, let's have them on an island and have them like do Viking raids every so often, so people know they exist. They just don't know where they come from. Maybe they've even caught some. Oh yeah, what if they're like yeah, yeah, I like that idea of like. They they know these people come and like attack and take people, but they don't know where they come from. Like they disappear yeah. into the ocean mists or whatever. Yeah, it's probably it's yeah, so it's creepy. probably like a, a misty ocean area 
where they come, where they yeah, like a like a Bermuda Triangle where people yeah, just they travel in there lost. and ships disappear or they, like they tr- they seem to travel there just fine, but no one else can make it out alive. Oh, it's so messed up, dude. But okay, <laughs> some of the stuff that I was reading on Kuru, the um, the stuff you get from eating brain, um, the kind of mad cow disease you get. Um, it seems that some people are immune. Are the immune people a delicacy? Oh, gosh. Or are they a failed test subject? Or do they do some sort of ritual to make them a part of the society and they become a part of the problem? Well, yeah, those are, those are the three options I immediately thought of, yeah. Yeah. Either they're a delicacy. They're a failure or uh, well, become uh, Okay, how early, how early do we want that to be able to be detected that they're immune to this? I think it takes a while. I think I think I think it takes anything take it. from a year to six months is what I want to say for for our fake version um, before it gets because we could take this to an incredibly worse scenario and say that they take those people at a young age when they figure out that they are immune and they become a delicacy and they raise them like that anime that they raise them in like a good look like good environment not like the warehouses that the rest are kept in and they just slowly pump plump them up until they are Ooh. good and ready to eat oh so they put them in the orphanage like uh okay that's yeah okay yes yes i like this they get so they, they have get like a delicacy treated. group they, that's they become the this. wagyu human yep yep exactly oh gosh no josh <laughs> oh, <God. Why? laughs> No. Wagyu human. We got Kobe human over yeah, here. Kobe human, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so we have like the big warehouses yeah. where the people who are like literally mad from eating mm-hmm. this brain slop, and then the ones that are young and ha- are not are immune to it, which is a small subset. They take and like raise them in perfect conditions to grow them as the best delicacy, and then they like their noblemen or whatever eat them or their leaders or whatever. Yeah. How developed do you want? So do you want up. this to be a tribal or like a weirdly industrialized group? I don't know. I can I can picture it both to be honest. What if we do it in tribal, the middle? I just because I don't I don't I don't want to just follow the stereotype of like tribal cannibalism. You know? Yeah, but also it does feel like there might be like a ooh they're hidden in society. They're um, like a modern version of this. Also feels kind of played out. I agree. So yeah, I agree. Also, what I'm thinking is that we would do a like a mid range. So it's a small, maybe just like uh, like there's like a castle, and then oh okay. So there's the game uh, Resident Evil Village that came out recently. Yeah, I've been watching people play okay. that. Okay, really I think fun. it's about that big. So there's like three major locations, three to four major locations, like huge, like huge mansion, huge castle, huge factory, huge stuff like that. And then like a small city in the middle of all of that. And like, that's the society. It's just that as of right now. And they live on a island. Okay. I was also thinking if we're talking about society advancement. Yeah. What if we took, what if we did like a, their society uses some sort of like i don't know how this works in D, if it does at all but like some sort of blood magic yeah so they can even like act, extract the like magical energy that every human has blood or something. bending yeah and then like their society is somewhat magically advanced but it's this weird did you hear what i said aaron i don't know 
What'd you say? Blood bending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want it to be like control gosh. of blood, or do you want it to be blood is the source? So it's kind of like a they take damage to do a fireball or something like that. Well, so I mean, okay, I like both of those, but I was also thinking like they use it to like fuel like these weird airships that like go on raids or like they you know like okay yes i like this kind of these weird like they they recovered yeah, like some weird... of the of the um old king's technology the 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 wizard kings yeah and so they yeah, have like some sort they're of the only people in this world technology yeah, they're the only people in this world that have flying ships that's part right. of and why they're so hard to find version yeah it's like a perverted version of oh okay hold on hold on hold they use like blood we said they're on an island what if they're on one of the floating cities uh yeah and so they have yeah. they found a floating ship they found a floating city that's where they're that's why they're so hard to find yeah and they like drop down from the clouds and take and, a bunch of people and because and the floating cities the move they're always attacking different people Gosh. they're really hard to find yeah yeah oh that's so messed oh, up it is oh, and it's gosh. so good though it is, but it's Chef's so kiss creepy. Good. <laughs> it's so I like I want to add it to my world, even though it's so messed up. It is up. horrible, and I love it. Um, okay, so this horrible group they they this live, might be the worst group we've made. Oh, they're the worst by far. Yes, I think I think very much so. <laughs> I don't think we've actively gone to make a horrible group ever. This is yeah, this is real bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're like a weird Viking cannibal tribe that lives in a floating sky city that in a world where people are not magically advanced enough to have flying ships. So they yeah, have a they, massive, like, massive advantage. Like? We made them massively powerful like in this world. Creepy. Oh man. What was that? We made them massively powerful that? in this world. Yeah. 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 What do you picture their like ship aesthetic to look like well i don't think it's their ship aesthetic i think it is the ship aesthetic of the the king because i think they just found one i think they found one yeah, i think they found like one it. and then they found like, a I bunch picture them being able to like remake it well i don't i don't think but, like they it's remake a perverted it. version okay okay wait okay so i think naturally the um ships run on like an arcane crystal and arcane magic like a classic like fantasy reason why they fly Right, right. I think the as you call uh, like that that bastardization that happened. I think that specifically is um, they are able to power this crystal with, as you said, blood magic. I think that's where that comes in. That they they found out that their personal power, their blood, their the the magic running through them can be used to power the crystal. Yeah. No, totally. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. But what I'm also like, I also think like it'd be really cool to do like, so like a normal sky ship like produces this like blue arcane glow and it's like sails and stuff. Mm -hmm. And underneath the ship like shows it's flying, but theirs is like this weird red, like I kind of want it to so, be like, like a red, the red blue hybrid. So like it literally looks like, like yeah, it's one of these blue crystals, but blood is literally flowing through the energy inside of it. Yeah, and, and so when you even see leaves, this, like, like creepy streaks. Yeah, and see, well, I was thinking like maybe the sails are like tattered and destroyed, and because of this, like maybe because the blood magic is also stronger than arcane magic, so it like partially ruins the ship a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you have these like weird haunted, ghostly ships with like this red aura that like red and bluish aura that descend from the sky, and so like the 
the like myths and legends are like if you see the red in the sky like when the red sun rises type thing like when the red sun rises that is so good yeah like you like you like you need to flee like find some place Mm. to hide because they're coming okay i like this and i think red glow on the horizon when they're coming i think this is great and i think we've created what we need to now absolutely yeah this is great now oh man dude well Add that to the world, too, baby. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> so uh, sacrificial, dope. really kind people that we made previously. Now you got these guys living with yeah. you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and watch out for when the red sun rises. Yep. Don't want to sacrifice too much. Um, no. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to episode, uh, I believe it's 34 of Dungeon Eared. We... Uh, appreciate you listening and insert insert obligatory comment about how many episodes we've done ah thank you that was a great comment i really appreciate it um <laughs> yep no problem <laughs> uh i'm glad to say didn't sound like aaron's bird went off at all like it was just like three times this episode so that's great um she's not even out right now yeah she's hiding i put her away for the podcast oh wow you care about the listeners there's a first time for well, everything, Aaron. Yeah, since I'm not in my own room, I have ample space to like put her far away so that she can't yeah. disrupt. Well, but no, I don't care about the listeners. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, thank you, listeners. <laughs> I care insane. about you. He might not, but I do. And so, if you listen, yeah, to, but you always tell him to be the sharpest barrel of the bunch, and that's bad. If you listen to, yeah, you don't want a sharp barrel, but uh. If you listen to us on any podcasting service that has a review system, please like write a review. It really helps us. Um, thank you for taking the time, and uh, we're uh, gonna have some a few changes to the the format soon. Not not anything too drastic. Still the same oh, stuff yeah, you surprise. come for. Um, but I'm hoping to get that all ready to go soon. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope to see you next episode. Always remember. Be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. Bye. That works. Thank you.